dedicated to trots racing. On winners, welcome to Gate Speed. And welcome to this week's edition of Gate Speed. And uh, joining us, we've got Jason Bonington and Blake Redden. How are you guys? Yeah, good nuts. Uh, it's obviously a. Uh... You know, a, a good week in the trots. We had the Charlton Cup at Melton on Saturday night, which was a big event. Looking forward to chatting about that and uh, and also plenty more, Bon. Yep, no, there was plenty over the weekend as per usual. Right across the country, as a matter of fact, there were feature races. We won't touch on all of them, but we'll try and get as far as we can. Nards and a magnificent meeting on Saturday night at Melton this weekend. We've got the Stop, Scotch Notch Memorial, Jody's Babe, the Stampede, of course, that uh, famed race over 1,200 metres, and the City of Melton played a Group 2 level for the four- and five-year-olds. So we'll touch on that at the back end as well. Very good. Okay, let's talk about some of the things that we have learnt. Uh, Refuse gets reward for career best campaign. Yeah, can't refuse. We're uh, we're discussing, of course, from uh, the weekend, the uh, the Charlton Pacing Cup, and it was uh, not necessarily a different sort of win. I guess in that grade, a lot of people, you know, would have thought he's the best horse. He can he can go and bully them, but he was driven quietly by Matty Craven from three poles. I suppose much like his Inter-Dominion campaign in many ways, Bond, he was able to have a soft run in transit and and uh, and from there he um, he got the right splits at the right time, good drive from Matty Craven and he was just too sharp for them. So, uh, you know, he's uh, he's got, as Nard said, that reward for, for what had been an arduous Inter-Dominion campaign where he was so brave through all of it. Yeah, trading would have been interesting. When you first saw him hunt through along the pegs and get uh, get pratted three back the inside, you would have thought, gee, he's going he's gonna to need a lot of luck to get out of here. He can't refuse, particularly given the fact that they'd backed him all the way through the week and he started what I thought was two shorter odds, but then your, your opinion quickly changed halfway down the back. You could see Gollum Man wasn't keeping up in the running line and the gaps were always going to open for can't refuse. And coming to the turn, you just thought... I'll be flabbergasted if he doesn't win the race, given his excellent preparation. He's run through the Inter-Dominion series, which the Baker boy has referenced, but also more recent runs up at Tabcor Parkman Angle and a Miracle Mile qualifier in the Bohemia Crystal Free-for-All. Unbelievably brave win, uh, a run by the Mayor Berisari. She was in the breeze, Huge. first up from a break, 27.60. She just does not know how to quit. Turns up in the Jody's Bay this Saturday night, and we really hard to beat. Over 17.20, that might be a slight imposition outside the second row, but um, she was really, really good. Loving a Chevy, the snakebite horse, as we know, just flashing through along the inside. Um, looked like he might be able to cause an upset in the final 200 metres, but just wasn't able to quite maintain the rage. But it was really uh, just deserves a, a fitting reward for Can't Refuse, who, as we mentioned, has had such a great campaign without getting a lot of reward because of the fact that he's been taking on the elite. So it was great to see him uh, get a little bit of fortune on Saturday night and win that shot and pacing cap nuts. Definitely. So that's a, a real plus there, uh, the Charlton Pacing Cup. What about McLovin recovers from super bad Grand Prix? Yeah, well, that was his only bad run on Australian soil. He came here and went bang, bang, bang in three consecutive races, uh, kicking off with the South Australian Trotters Cup. And, look, he, he, he looked like he was going to be an absolute top liner after those three runs, got thrown into the Grand Prix. We heard from Andy Gath at home. There's not a hell of a lot between he and Tornado Valley, who's the benchmark square gator in the nation. Uh, started $13 in the Grand Prix and was just too bad to be true. Pundits had to make their mind up, make a decision from the pole-marking draw in the Charlton Trotters Cup on Saturday night. Uh, Bakes, do you sort of stick with the fact that those three runs were so good and we just put a line through the Grand Prix or was the Grand Prix a signal that when he's thrown in the real deep end that maybe we found a chink in his armour? As it turned out, it was a dominant display. It might have lacked the brilliance of a Tornado Valley, what we saw on Saturday night at Tabcor Park, Melton, but he held his rivals comfortably, showing that he has got the gate speed that when he draws advantageously in good races, he'll be able to put himself up on the premises, maybe even lead a decent race here and there. 
and he ran along, and even though he was pressured through the middle stages, really in the last couple of hundred metres, he was only getting stronger to the line. So he's a very good middle distance horse. He's an excellent stayer. He enjoys the mobiles. He enjoys the stands. And we're told there's some chance that he might be heading home for the Anzac and Row Cup double at Alexandra Park. And, look, it's hard to make an argument why he wouldn't be competitive in those races if that's what Andy Gath chooses to do. Yeah, I, I don't... I can't get a strong line on him just yet, um, McLovin. He's obviously a very good horse, and uh, provided he didn't take any... I guess it's easy in hindsight, but provided he didn't take any harm from that Grand Prix, I guess they were probably similar fields to what he'd beaten at his first couple of Australian starts, uh, or it was a similar field to what he'd beaten. So uh, I think probably the most impressive part for me about his performance was just at the top of the straight and and sort of, uh, you know, the first 20 or 30 metres into the straight. He gave a really good kick. He got away from his rivals and... um, and he held that margin to the line. So there's certainly plenty of positives uh, in terms of going forward, whether he's a, a Row Cup horse or an Anzac Cup horse, I'm not sure, but I don't want to be overly critical because I, I'm willing to concede that maybe he wasn't at his best in the Grand Prix, and, and that's not... They the haven't real got a whole hell of a lot over there at the moment, which probably helps. Oh. It's, it's not... It's not what you would consider an elite group of uh, of Kiwi, yeah. Kiwi trotters it's at the moment. You nice, nice horse called Over the Love, who I think... Uh, will we'll, we'll provide some serious resistance. Love versus love, nuts. Love wins. Love prevails. <laughs> it does, by the sounds of it, for sure and certain. So uh, that's a, a look at that point there on this week's edition of Gate Speed and also the Vic Stramp Authority in the Apple Isle. Mostly David Aiken, but a little bit of David Miles uh, sprinkled over the top as well, of course. Um, they won uh, with Enchanted Stride, or David Miles won with uh, Enchanted Stride, the Tasmanian Oaks, but it was really about David Aiken, Shelby Bromack. They've had a really big opinion ever since she emigrated across from New Zealand. She's another one, a little bit like your Tornado Valleys and your McLovins. The form over in New Zealand wasn't spectacular, but she's turned up here. Heat. Uh, heat and he's turned into a really good horse. Um, and look, the win was well, well, aggressive drive by Kima Frenning again and got the job done there, beating some pretty handy horses. It wasn't an all-time, you know, great Tasmania Cup. But Scario Shel- Gallup didn't he miss the way, so... Shelby Bromack, you know, still looks a really progressive type, and that's a nice kind of a race for a horse like Shelby Bromack to win. Max Delight was never going to lose the Tasmanian Derby after winning the New South Wales Derby in unbelievable time, and as mentioned, David Moles getting the job done in the Oaks. George Johnson went to a non-Victorian source, but we just stuck down there for a trip on Saturday night and yielded pl- plenty of success, Bates. Yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting to hear David Moles speak post-race. He, he sort of said about Enchanted Stride. It wasn't really her go to be in front. It's it's not the best way to drive her, but uh, clearly it was effective on the weekend. So you can probably expect a bit of improvement from her and, and who knows where she might get to in, in three, four, five months' time. But as you say, Max Delight was never going to lose the Tassie Derby and uh, and started a good things price. And yeah, look, the riding was on the wall to some degree early doors with Shelby Bromack. The, the win first time out in Australia at Geelong, I think it was when Locking Wheels was outstanding and um, he's sort of not been tucked away, but he's just probably been hidden from the, the absolute elite limelight in the last six weeks since he's got here, but maybe that's just the, the perfect stepping stone for him to go to you know that metropolitan level here in Victoria. Well, not against Luke Stogie too. He's record at getting horses yeah. across from New Zealand and identifying the right ones. I mean, uh, we know Andy Gath's got a great record and uh, he and Norm Jenkins have got a wonderful partnership with the Square Gators, but some of the recent ones to come over, I mean, Buster Brady in particular, and uh, and Shelby Bromack, absolutely outstanding commodities from New Zealand. So um, he's certainly got a, a pretty good eye nuts. Definitely. And what about uh, Champion Mare making her market start? Yeah, this is make mine, Cullen. Of course, we know probably in in uh, in all codes to, to be fair, but certainly the horse racing codes, it's very hard for 
champion mares to stamp their imprimatur and stud for one reason or another. Plenty of people will have plenty of different theories why that happens. But Make Mine Cullen doing a magnificent job. Third in the derby with Make Mine Memphis and getting the job done in the Young Pacers Cup with Make Mine Heaven. So it's taken a little while for these horses to hit their absolute peak. Five years of age now. Make Mine Heaven. Mataki Magic also the youngest one going around in here in Victoria. But um, great to see Make Mine Cullen maintaining the rage as a broodmare because we know, I think she's still, in fact, I'm very confident she's still the winningest horse in the history of Tabcorp Park, Melton. So she was a very, very, very special man, Make Mine Cullen, and getting the job done there uh, in Young over the weekend, Bakes. Yeah, I mean, without being disrespectful, I don't think... Uh you know, these are rock stars. They're not going to live up to the, uh, the what their mother did, but, um, you know, she's certainly got some, some talent on the ground at least, and uh, it, it's good to see those horses going through their grades. 95, and... beat Spare Me Days, who's won about yeah. seven country cups up there in New yep. South Wales, so still a fair effort, and it's probably still improvement in them. We know Mate yeah. Mine Cullen continued to get better, I think, even though she's yep. a good age restricted horse, she got better and better as she got older. And I think Mataki Magic, who was only two, does have a bit of a future, but, um, yeah. At the same time, I don't think... Maybe Make Mine Heaven can go on with it at free-for-all level, but uh, I suspect that Make Mine Cullen will be the clearly best horse in the family still for a while. And also, uh, um, Perspective, proves, Perspective proves that Warriors still exist at Bort. He's been a wonderful horse. He's, he, he's an old-fashioned grinding warrior. He can use his gait speed. He didn't have to, of course, on the weekend at Bort, but um, he's a super talented horse. I counted he's been in 15 or 16 country cups now. He's won three. He's won at Wedderburn, Oyen, and now Bort. So he's not winning the um, he's not winning the, the the biggest of the big country cups, but he keeps being placed to advantage, and he's just the kind of horse that you love, probably that we had a lot more of once upon a time. Bake some people will say the standing starts have um, put paid in a way to horses like Perspective, but he is proof, I guess, that you can keep going around in these country cups and keep being competitive. If you've got that staying prowess, if you've got the capacity to turn up and and not be knocked around by hard runs week in, week out. So um, I don't think he's ever going to w- win a real big one. Maybe he'll turn up and have another crack as, a, I guess, a lesser light in the Mildura Cup Carnival. But um, just been beautifully placed over the course of his career and good to see him getting another Country Cup win on Sunday at Bort, Royal Bort. Yeah, indeed. He's been a, a lovely horse. This is a bit of a sidebar. I'm not sure if you saw the... Uh the threads on social media on Twitter about horses that had had over 25 starts in a season and won more than five races. Yeah. So in... Uh, for a bit of it, trot stats and the rest. Yeah, there was, there was a bit of discussion from, from a, an American, um, I think, Gallops person saying that basically there's, in the last three years there's been one horse in America that, that's competed over 25 times in a season and won five races compared to, you know, what was 50 horses a season going back 20 years. And the, the stat for Australian trots... Last year, there was 269 horses that competed more than 25 times, so more than once a fortnight, and won more than five races, which is... It's nearly mind-blowing, really, when you think about it. The only thing I will say about it, I think the same thread sort of um, opined or outlined the fact that this has been very consistent over a number of years, which would be in some way in contravention to popular thought that... There's, uh, you know, lower lower foal numbers on the ground, less racing opportunities necessarily, Refining horses the breed. moving around. Yeah. So, uh, in a way, it's actually very exciting, and it's it's definitely a point that I've always felt. I mean, it's fairly clear, isn't it? The standard bread's hardier than the thoroughbred, and the opportunity to race more often in a season and potentially get more victories. But in another way, I guess, if we're looking for any um, magical panaceas to try and improve that, those stats, it's going to be pretty hard. If they've been consistent over a number of years... Perhaps the whole situation isn't in as bad a place as some people might make you believe. Definitely. Mm. What's coming up this week, guys? A lot. 
Saturday night in particular, I already mentioned Scotch Notch Memorial. Uh, we see the return, well, not the return, we see McLovin go around again as potentially he plots his path towards New Zealand. He's definitely the horse to beat for mine comfortably, but it's another good field. Savannah JJ was good in the Charlton Trotters Cup. Clover Mack returns for Andy Gather horse. Bit of a blast from the past, Clive Valley <laughs> Barney and variants. The Stampede, the 1,200-metre race, might be a precursor. I don't want to give away too much, but it might be a precursor to... Things for things to come in Victoria with 1,200-metre racing potentially on the agenda. Really good race. You believe comfortably the strongest edition of the Stampede of all time, Bates? Yeah, look, I'd want to Depth-wise. go... I'd want to go through uh, through some of the earlier editions, but I mean... You're pretty keen on it before inside the 400. Yep, no, absolutely. Mate, stick fat. Yeah, 100%. Right. That's fine. I'd, I mean, when you look at it, as I was saying in the office, over the last six months, I reckon... Of the nine horses here, you would have thought maybe six of them, you've thought to yourself, geez, that horse would be good in a stampede. Water and Express, Beach Surge. We know Vinny Chase goes over a, a short trip. Um, uh, yeah, higher than an eagle, of course. So it's it's actually an outstanding stampede. Speed kills over 1,200 metres sometimes, though. It's Jody's Bay, Berisari, the one to beat, but our step up, share the road, turn up again. City Melton Plate's going to be the feature of the night, Nards. You're very keen on one here, Bates. Declare yeah. early in the week so you, so you can get well, everyone on board. Just, just Let's just see if Tab have opened the market. You're here, very you? keen. I don't think they would have because it's While so, you're yeah. thinking, the Victoria size classic also, their perfect major resumes from a break. CC in America for Greg Norman yeah. racing really going well. Around second tomorrow night, I think. Second, well, hopefully it turns up in the size classic. Second, of course, in the South Australian uh, derby. Take two Yeah. behind major exclusive, who we think is a... I think major exclusive would start comfortably. Yeah, I mean, favourite in that. I race. think you take that form a little bit with a grain of salt, given they went more slowly than any race you've probably ever seen. Potentially, Arden Voyager was well beaten into third, who Andy guess got a pretty good opinion of. Went too we, slow in front. Um, the go too slow club. Yeah, T- tell us who your tip is in the Melton Plate. No market outside. I'm a little bit reluctant, but I'll do it anyway. I think Duke of Wellington is going to sort of open around six dollars in the Melton Plate, and he might be off the map into favouritism and winning. The other big guns, Nards Maritai in there, Jillyby Chevy, and also all you need is faith. So a magnificent weekend of racing coming up here in Victoria. Very good. Thanks, boys. Thanks, Thank Nards. you.